Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. I swear to God, it's, <laughs> you know, you're gonna make me lose my religion. I'm like, I'm waiting. God. I wanted to throw my phone. <laughs> listen, Linda, listen, if you, if I can't keep you on your toes and keep you agile, I just, who else will? <laughs> <laughs> oh, tis the season. Anyways, you should be spreading joy instead of such anger. <laughs> I, you know what? I should. <laughs> here the one that says christmas sucks and so do the movies <laughs> I, I i watched the best amelia watched the best christmas movie today i think it was i don't know what it's called like it was just a christmas movie on lifetime and about you know they're all two hours even though it's only about 30 minutes of show and it's like an hour and a half of commercials but I watched one or we watched one and maybe about halfway through some, some guy, the lady, the main lady is with some guy. And then I go, Oh, they changed this guy's name. And Leah's like, no, that's a different guy. <laughs> oh no, not this again. <laughs> All white people look the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, that's, that's the same white guy. Like, it's the same guy. It's just like, no, that, that's Nick. And the other guy is Dax. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't watch half this movie thinking this was just one guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you... My mom sent me a CBS link. She's like, just watch it. It's only two minutes. And it was about Christmas movies. And it's funny that you say the same guy because on this CBS special, all of these Christmas movies are done in July, right? So that they're yes. made in time. And they use the same people through most <laughs> of those movies. <laughs> they do. They do. And you see, you see these same like, background people the same person at the coffee shop or the person selling uh, hot chocolate they're the same people and it's july and they're sweating their balls off and <laughs> so they gotta wear those scarves and hats and stuff 
<laughs> oh, it's so good. And you Your know what? and gloves and shit. Yes, oh. it is. It's classic in every parent. So every, they always visit their mother, their father, their aunt or whomever. And they're always, the, the, the women are always in the kitchen with an apron baking, right? <laughs> every time. And then the older guy always has a sweater on. <laughs> oh, it's so good man it's man. so good are you so, ready for the holidays you know what so i am so today um my daughter and i we made our our annual one day shopping event oh. so we do it every year we just hit a couple of our favorite local stores we like to support local businesses so we go to this little store little free advertising here for Mixed Bag and Sacramento. And it's just one of those stores that just has, you could browse for hours because there's so much crap in there, right? Yeah. So we did that. And then a couple of candy stores. And the, the, the highlight of our, of our Christmas day every, every year is, I don't know if I told you this, but my daughter, ever since she was little, like many kids, she will not, she would not ever sit in Santa's lap. Okay. Right. Good. Which I'm okay with that, right? I mean, why would a kid want to sit in a stranger's lap? Like, that's freaky. And forced to, yes. Right, right. And so, yes, and forced to. So ever since she was little, maybe like starting at age four or so, I take her to the mall because there's always a Santa at this mall here. I take her to the mall and the mall's two stories and Santa's downstairs in the main um uh, corridor, like you could see it from every, you can see the Santa setup from everywhere. We go upstairs and above where Santa is, Santa is, and she poses right there. And I get a picture of her and Santa's always in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and it's our tradition. So it serves every purpose because I'm not forcing her to sit in some strange man's lap. Right, yep. there's no lines, no meltdowns, and it's completely free. <laughs> right, so it serves wow. my purpose too. So I have these photos of her through the years, and now she's you know almost she's seventeen. I I have photos for her from for her every year, standing at this almost identical spot in this mall with Santa way in the background. <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> Man, the memories you're creating. <laughs> I look, I'm not paying $140 for some Santa pictures. They charge you to sit on his lap? They charge you for those photos. Yeah. So you can, you can yeah. like stand there and snap the photo yourself and there's a charge. Or if you get their little photo package, you know, there's a big old charge and you got to wait in line, you know, the whole deal, wait in line, all that. I'm like, nope. And she didn't want to do it anyway. So I'm t it is the perfect solution and it's funny because you you have to pinch the photo to really see santa back there in the background <laughs> it is the cheapest thing in the world <laughs> man you should be proud <laughs> oh my god so so that's about it so what about you you ready for this thing yeah i mean i don't do much for it as you know um get my nephew something. My sister and I exchanged gifts to see Amy Schumer early in the year. That was our gift uh, to each other. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Um, so, but other than that, 
we don't do, I mean, no, there's, I, I'm pretty much set. Like I said, and, you know, Margaret shouted out how, when I talked about Jackson, his organization of his list, that he yeah. should do some YouTube t- uh, channel on how to make a good Christmas list for your family, because what he does for us is super helpful, even though I make fun of him and I always will. It's still a super helpful tool to say, Hey grandma, here's all the gifts you can get me here. Auntie Jenny, here's all the gifts here. Uncle Greg, here's everything that you can get us so that he's not ending up with multiple gifts that he has to end up taking back. You know what? It it is brilliant. It is. And, um, I, we watched a Christmas movie last week and it was a lady who she was an app developer. And when she went home to visit her family, the mayor of the city um, asked her to develop an app that helped people organize their Christmas shopping and gift giving. Wow. And she just didn't want to do it, but she did it for free. And he was like, well, everyone's asking about this app. And her boyfriend, her love interest, like, you should do it. And it could just be, you know, it, it was just going to blow up. So many people want this app. And she really didn't want to do it. But she eventually did it. And then, because in that world, creating an app that everybody wants all of a sudden, she just did it in her bedroom. And it was just done, like, in a day. And I thought, and the mayor wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> so so your nephew could do that. Because in Christmas movies, it's instant success. <laughs> And he can find the love of his life. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Are oh, you, no. are, do you get Leah? Cause you know, you share custody. So she's spending all of Christmas with you or just one of the days. So that's a good question. And I'm glad you asked this. So we have a really good deal because um, before I was divorced, we would have Christmas here home, Christmas Eve here and Christmas morning. And then typically on Christmas morning, after we did our Christmas, then we would go to Leah's grandparents' house, her mother's parents. So post-divorce, we just kept it the same. So Leah's with me Christmas Eve. We do our Christmas Eve stuff and our Christmas morning. And then her mother gets her Christmas morning and they usually go to her grandparents' house. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very simple. So so yeah, that's, that's, our, that's, our, that's our routine. So we usually have some some type of Christmas dinner, something pretty chill, like not a big like meal, but just whatever we like. And then we do our stuff in the morning. We usually stay up late to Christmas. You know, we open a present late at night, like a lot of people do. And then we get up in the morning and do the rest. And she packs it up and heads out. Wow. Okay. That's a yeah, nice arrangement. Nice. Yeah. It's very, it's very simple. You know, no fighting, no arguing. It's just a very simple process. And um, do you guys do anything for New Year's? No. So we've done a couple of New Year's where, you know, we've just stayed up late, you know, just due to watching the, the New York ball, the rock of New Year's Eve, like this kind of stuff, flipping between channels and having um, uh, you, maybe some pizza or some junk food all night. Uh, but really, not, not much. It's just something like that. What about you? You do New Year's stuff? No, I think I, I don't like being out in the streets, you know, on New Year's people driving, even though they could get in an Uber or a Lyft. So I don't really enjoy much of that. Um, and I think I'm just going to probably hang out. I, I have some tattoo work that needs to be sort of finished. Um, and Ooh. then we're doing that 
that that afternoon and I'll probably just come home and chill if my brother's still in town which I think he might be I'll just maybe go over to my parents oh nice okay yeah, yeah that's nice I um like I, like I think because my teen is 17 that you know she's entering like not this year but she's entering those years where she's probably gonna want to go out you know that that little phase that, that we all go to, you're going to be somewhere with somebody. But so I'm sort of like, I know it's not going to happen this year, but it's coming. That that whole thing. Got it. Which makes sense. Yes. I yes. Yeah. I mean, we all go through it, right? You all go through that little phase where you want to be like out where the action is. I want to, I want to be part of it. I don't want to have FOMO right now. I have like, uh, I hope I miss out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really, I can't really acronym that because if it starts with an H H O M O, that doesn't sound very good. But I have a fear of not missing out. So I'm not missing out. Of not missing uh, out. Yeah, you know it's funny because um, about I think it was for oh, I know a couple weeks ago when I was putting up my tree, oh, my God. partner and I, and I posted a couple of pictures of my partner in New York. Elian texted me and it was just those, those words, those, those, that acronym F-O-M-O. And I was like, what is that? And then oh. she just responded with, I think that again, F-O-M-O, I told you what this is. And I'm like, I have no idea what this is. And then she's like, um, fear of missing out. I'm like, what? Like, I've never heard that in my life. Never? Like, never. And then you just said it right now. Like, how has this eluded me all these years? I've never heard that. I mean, if it, if it had anything to do with acronyms or commission, you wanted no part of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Myron and I worked together at Verizon Wireless, <laughs> and he was the, the he was the director, head of all of telesales. And every every year when we started doing commissions, he just would look at us blankly and be like. I don't want, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know that. I don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people in sales, sales reporting, finance, all those people who may be listening right now are going, how is that possible? Like, how, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? I think I, I just told someone recently, I have never, and I worked, I worked in corporate America for 40 years. And most of those years I worked in a commissionable job. I have never read nor understood any commission plan I've ever been on, ever. <laughs> and I never, I mean, I may have tried a couple of times, like maybe read a paragraph, like this is a, you know, the 2015 sales commission. I, I'm out right there, done. I, I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. They're like, sign it or, e, you know, electronic sign it or explain it to your employees. I'm like, nope. <laughs> just a blank stare so if it was an acronym so i think i said it wrong like i don't have a fear of missing out i'm quite the opposite i hope to miss out like i don't want to you don't even have to you don't threaten me with a bad time like legitimately I, I, I'm, not, I'm not jealous of you snowboarding in the alps and all that shit. like i'm good with it that is so funny i just I was just, you know what? I'm going to do my, although, you know what I would, you know this, I would say sometimes to you or to other people, what do I need to do to make the most money? Just tell me that. Yes. Like, just tell me that, like, like they say nowadays, tell me like I'm a fifth grader 
what do I need to do to make the most money? And it doesn't need to be in a 10 page packet. (laughs) (laughs) They start talking about accelerators. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to know all that crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm like, oh, fuck. So do you, you know, I know we have Christmas, the holidays coming up because there's a bunch of different holidays. Um, I think, I I feel like Hanukkah started two days ago, but I, I was thinking through all of this as I'm navigating my new job and I'm super honed in on, on learning that and understanding it and being available for the new team and talking to them constantly that I missed some major news this week um, that I had to reach out to in regards to the um, insurrection that happened Um, and and the DOJ and their findings. So I, I was hoping that we could get this time to sort of review that because I know some people out there don't really get into it and they yeah. go their lives but I'd like to have a little bit more insight on that yeah you know it was a bad week um to be Donald Trump <laughs> I like a like a bad week because <clears throat> the January 6th insurrection committee a bipartisan which is always important to say that it wasn't only Democrats, it was Democrats and Republicans um, who held a series of meetings over the summer interviewing um, many or all of the principals, meaning all the Trump cabinet people and other people in government and out of government surrounding all the events that led up to that horrific scene on January um, 6, 2020, when all thousands of Trump troops, as I call them, invaded the Capitol. Yeah. All the mess that went with that. So anyway, they've been investigating it. So uh, Congress has been investigating it. So they finished all the interviews and investigation, and they recommended that the um, they recommended to the Department of Justice that Donald Trump be indicted on. I think I want to say it's four charges, right? So um, all the information that now they can't. Congress can't uh, arrest him or anything like that. It is saying that this branch of government investigated him and concluded that he broke the law, right? That he did some shit. He, I think they got him on, um, I'm gonna look this up so I make sure I have the right stuff, but I'm gonna look, I'll say before we got off the phone. So they indict, they, they recommended to the Department of Justice that they indict him. Now, so then the next step is the Department of Justice, who is at the same time conducting their own investigation and probably, and not even probably, they're interviewing many of the same people. Now they haven't reached their conclusion because they, they are the people that would take you to trial and, tr- and try you. Like it, it's that department that would hold other government officials uh, accountable. So they are, if you think of your, um, your local district attorney, they wanna make sure they have everything. Everything is fully investigated before they give charges, right? So that, that piece. So, but now they have, another branch of government because we have our big branches of government right we got you know the executive and you got congress you got the courts so congress has said the executive we have found enough information to indict to recommend that this president be charged with four 
four charges. And they've given that to the Justice Department, um, another branch of government. Now, the Justice Department, if they try him, they would try him before the court system, which is the other branch of government. So this has never happened. Like this has never happened. And here are the, here are the four things they, rec- they indicted him on and recommended that the Justice Department get him on. Obstruction of a official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to make a false statement, and uh, incite, assist, or aid and comfort in an insurrection. Wow. And, all, and all of those charges, Jen, are all, the language is directly out of the Constitution. And it wow. is, uh, it, it's really un- unprecedented. It really is. So now the Justice Department, just like your local district attorney, before they do anything, they're going to, you know, district attorney, they won't go to court against you until they they think we got, we can now put you in jail. That's what they do, right? And because it's a former president, they they have to make sure everything, everything. Um, now, if you go back to Richard Nixon, it took a little more than two years before they sat down with Richard Nixon and said, if we go to trial and you get in front of a jury, you're going to be convicted. Or you can opt out. And Richard Nixon, like, he, he noped right the hell out of there, right? He was like, I am out. I do not want to go through that. And they counseled him on that. You do not want to be convicted in a court of law as a sitting president. Like, get out. So, and that was just one charge against Richard Nixon. They got four. And and they don't just have four in breaking the law. Like Nixon's was aiding a burglary or, you know, stealing documents or something like that. They got him uh, trying to subvert the United States. It's it's so big. So that so that's the that was like the biggest news. The second biggest news was after all these years. Another bipartisan committee, Democrats and Republicans, after all the lawsuits, all the nonsense, got approval and finally released about seven years of Donald Trump's taxes. Oh, sweet child. Now, now consider this. Ever since, I, I want to say, probably Nixon again, ever since like maybe the early 70s or something, every, pre, every presidential candidate has freely released their taxes, years of their taxes, until Donald Trump refused to release his. And by comparison, when uh, Joe Biden ran for president this time, he released 22 years of taxes. 22, just here you go. And they're still up on the the government website, right here. And Donald Trump kept saying he cannot release them while he's under investigation by the IRS, under audit by the IRS. Well, they released them all uh, either last night or early today. Not all, just seven years. So here's the thing. The IRS was never auditing him. So, so that was a lot. And, and not only were they not auditing him, but he had put a person in charge of the IRS. And it is the law that when uh, uh, for every, every president, while they're in office, that the IRS audits them while they're in office. And you know why? Because you can't have your president being bribed or you know money laundering or oh, you can't have that stuff. So while they're in office, they're supposed to be it's mandatory, it's the law, be audited. He put a guy in the IRS, he wasn't audited while he was in office. So he put, he's, he, <clears throat> he put somebody in the IRS, like that yep, he yep. 
Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out he was a hundred million in debt when he when he got into office. And in his seven years, one year, his last year in office, the year he tried to take over the government, he paid zero dollars in taxes. Now, put this up in the air that he's he's been promoting himself as a billionaire. All right. So let's just throw that up in the air. So he paid zero taxes in 2020. And in two other years, he paid $750 in taxes oh. in two different years. <laughs> Seven hundred fifty dollars, and I think the other—I think the other years—I think he paid a little more, or he—he he had losses, so he didn't pay. But, and it was in the millions. But if he's a billionaire, which we know is a lie, and now these tax returns prove it, he didn't have anywhere near the the money that would be associated with a billionaire. But even as a multi-millionaire, he he just didn't pay taxes. Like you and I paid more taxes than that guy. Oh, my God. And, and so, you know, you know, and some people say, well, rich people always get away with taxes. And, you know, that may be true, but they get away with it within the confines of the law. And he's the president. It doesn't matter. Right. He's the president because, uh, look, it's a it's a fruitless exercise. But you can always ask yourself, because now we have a comparison. If this was Barack Obama. <laughs> yep. Yes. He would, you know, he would not get any grace. It would be un-American. It would be blah, blah, all this stuff. So, so he had, so this Donald Trump guy has had a bad week. So now Justice Department, they've accelerated their work on him and it's ongoing and his taxes got exposed and his, his, his deeds in the IRS. So even that stuff is prosecutable. So I, yeah, so that, that was the big, um, government investigation January 6th Donald Trump news this week. Dang, and what do you think, what is what is your opinion on, will he do jail time? Will this go farther? Like, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I have thought since he was in office and even the insurrection, and I've written about this in my blog, I do not personally believe Donald Trump will ever go to prison. Wow. I don't. Now, that's different from I believe Donald Trump should go to prison because he should. Right. Yep, yep, but yep. I, yep, I believe Jennifer that that the United States does not have a mechanism to put a current or former president in prison to put them in handcuffs and perp walk them through prison in front of the world. That'll never happen. Damn. That'll never happen. And 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 I and I, and I believe it is because I believe it is because. The underlying reason is white supremacy in that we cannot promote this nation as the beacon of, you know, of hope and justice and democracy for the world and all this kind of stuff. And then take a white. Now, if there's Barack Obama, that's a whole different story. But we're not going to take a white man who was president and put him in prison. We can't get a banker to go to prison. Uh, right. You, you can't get the you can't get Wells Fargo, who is sued every year and loses every year for their practices. Everything, everything you do is wrong. You can't get those people to go to prison. You can't get you, you, you can't, can't get police get, officers that kill people in their home no, while they sleep to go to prison. You cannot do that. And, and there I'm telling you, you, you can't. They, there's no mechanism for it. Like even when the Department of Justice, they bring all their stuff and they have all this evidence. 
Now, mind you, they've been investigating this for over two years now, right? And, or a year and a half, however long it's been. They've been investigating this. Now, we know that the justice system, if, if you or I are, you know, get caught with some opioids or too much weed or some other stuff, or I get a DUI, all those things, you are going to jail. Yep. And the more money you have, the higher the likelihood is you will not go to jail. And then the other thing with that is the more connected you are, the, the higher the likelihood is you will not go to jail. And then when you combine those things, connected and money, you will not go to jail. Then you can just keep adding layers to it. Connected, have money, and you're in politics. You know, you just keep going up the ladder, higher and higher and higher. The likelihood you would go to jail is so, it, it's, it's minuscule. And we all know that. So I just think no matter what they know he did, and they know it now, and no matter what else they prove, even in the court of law, they're going to say, because he's out, of, he's out of office, and because we put controls in to make sure this never happens again, we're going to suspend his, his sentence, and we're going to say the, the harsh judgment they will have on him, that he cannot run for office again. That's th that'll be the my, that's my estimation. That'll be the sentence that they believe will placate enough people so that you don't have, you know, him perp walk and going to Rikers Island. Now, now that's just him. All his underlings, like like in the like in the mob and those mafia people, all those little hitmen, all those, those guys are going to go to jail. That, that part I believe. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what I think. So, and I could be wrong, but you know what? I'm I've been saying it for two years, and I'm still right. He, he ain't in prison yet. He ain't charged yeah. nothing. So anyway, we'll see. But that that well, was that was a big news. That was a big one, and I think I heard. God, I I don't want to disrespect her name. I think her name was Tatiana Jefferson. She was oh, the yeah. woman in Texas that was. Uh, shot and killed in her home while she was playing video games with her family. I, I believe that the police officer, um, Aaron Dean, he was yes. sentenced to nearly 12 years in prison for it, for the murder. Yeah, that's right. He got 11 years, 10 months. At, um, uh, a Tatiana Jefferson, right? She was just at home playing video games. And somebody had called the cops or something about noise, but it wasn't her. And the cops, he shot through the house and killed her. Like she she didn't know, didn't know what hit her. And he tried to say it was self-defense. And it's like, what? It wasn't self-defense. And it was so egregious that he got convicted. I mean, think of that. He got convicted. And maybe it was the time or something like that, but yeah. He deserved, he deserved that. And I think he had been in trouble before for shooting people or something. So she was only 28 years old, 28. And they didn't get him for murder. They only got him for manslaughter. That's why he didn't get life in prison, right? So even, even that, I mean, he is going to prison. And who's going to protect him there? I mean, he's going to, he, yes. I mean, listen, I, I think there's plenty of people that hate cops and definitely plenty of people in prison that hate cops that kill black women who are just playing video games. Yes. Yes. He was a, yes. And it's just, it, it's. However, those cards may, or those chips may yes. fall. I, yeah. And, and they, right. And they said he did everything wrong. Like every step of the way 
he was doing something out of procedure and everything. And, and, and his defense was, they said was, it was reprehensible to try to say it was self-defense. And she was just in the house playing video games. Like she was just in the house, 28 years old. And I think she had a little kid or something. <sighs> so yeah. So that guy was convicted. So it's you been know, three say, years. Uh, it's not enough. I mean, uh, hopefully that time in prison, just, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say it cause I know I'm not a proponent of, of violence. Actually, you yeah. know, maybe I am, but you know, <laughs> I hope who's ever listening that's in prison is picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. And you know what? And this this goes his case, that case goes to speak to how do you how do you hire police officers? Because he was because uh, he, he had a psychological evaluation before he got hired. And the psychological evaluation came back that he was narcissistic and he wasn't psychologically suitable to be a cop. And four word police hired him anyway. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, so so you could say, well, they should evaluate cops before their police officers and make sure they're, you know, they got the, like to do um, airline pilots. You go through these tests and everything. Okay, so you put that in place, they hired him anyway. Damn. Right, wow. they hired him anyway. And so I, I'm like, I, I agree he should have gotten murder, but in Texas, an all-white jury convicting him of manslaughter is almost like, a miracle that's crazy just manslaughter for purposely like he there was no there he had no nothing. no case nothing she was 28 years old just minding her business so oh my God. yeah that was a big one yeah yeah so i'm glad he got convicted and whew, i will say tough. one final thing on trump that listening to just in general everything that's happening and and what's happened since he's been in office and i have to say he's probably He's the least accountable white man in America. Like he really is. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. And, and you know, and he's just sucking it all up, right? Because because he just, you know, when he was in New York, um, just as a developer, they just called him Teflon Don. That nothing would stick to him, even though they knew he was breaking the law. But New York. Um, construction and development is so corrupt it just it didn't touch him but now they have new york shut down trump inc for all these financial misdealings like he cannot that company is out of business they can't do business in new york and and with this indictment that the um that that the, the insurrection committee did they indicted him and his main lawyer and then here's what was really cryptic what they also what they said and other people, but they didn't name those other people. And it is, it is, it is assumed to be, it is other politicians. And because they're still being investigated and it's with the Department of Justice, they're just not naming them. So it's politicians who are in office right now. Like, think about that. Like they're making policy and stuff like this and they're secretly under indictment and and probably going to go to jail. Wow. wow. That's crazy, huh? Because, <laughs> you know, you know, because, look, we've been, we were in corporate, you still in corporate America, we were in corporate America forever, that if you're in an investigation and they're not going to allow you to, like, run a department or run some stuff, they're going to reassign you and say, you can't do this because you're under investigation. And they're just still in their jobs, affecting our lives. That's crazy. Insane. I mean, okay. So that was, those are some of the big 
big pieces of news that happened this past week. So that leads us to like, what do you watch on TV? Ooh, okay. So besides all my favorite Christmas movies, (laughs) I forgot to tell you that I finished Dead to Me. Oh, yes. And? It's so good. That's so good. That 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 is a well written show, and they they did season three uh, really well because they had a lot to contend with, right? Because Christina Applegate is sick in real life. Yep. But they pulled that together, and they it's really good. So good, and I and I the acting, the storyline, they finished because there's not going to be a season four, so no. If, if anybody's looking for a nice, good, entertaining, very funny, actually, series, Dead to Me is something that should be caught. It's three seasons. Yes. I told um, our friend Katya about it. I said, look, you should watch this show because these women are your age and they just have, you know, their neighbors have these little hijinks. And, it's, you know, it's not for kids. It's profane and all this little stuff, but you would love it. And she was like, okay, I'll add. I said, no, you need to watch it right now. Just watch it. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. And she came back and she's like, I loved it. I binged the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so I, I received a, so I, on Instagram, you know, I always post every Friday that our, that our podcast came out and uh, there's a, there's a coach at Orange Theory Fitness. Her name is Tara and she said that, oh, I've, you know, I came across, I was listening to your podcast and it's like talking, listening to two friends have a conversation. And she sent me a message that said, I want to thank you for me wasting or for me not being able to get anything done because I watched the wilds based on your recommend recommendation off your podcast. So don't come at us when we give you good recommendations and you get sucked into binging. That's not on us. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If anything, just say thank you. Yes. <laughs> okay, look, I also watched, there's a new, two things. One, there's a new Pinocchio on Netflix. And it's made by that um, director, Guillermo del Toro, I think is his name. Oh, he's won a couple, he's won an Academy Award. Yes, that guy. And it is, it's really good. And, oh. you know, he's a little creepy. Like that guy is, his stuff is like multi-layered with a lot of meanings and just, it's just a little creepy, but it's, it's probably the best, I don't even like the stupid story of Pinocchio, but this is probably the best one I've ever seen. So is it animated or is it real life actors? It's, 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 um, I think it's claymation. Oh, I think it's claymation, but it's, 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 it's a movie. And I think it's. I don't know. It's just really good. It's, I would highly recommend. And, you know, I think maybe your nephews will like it, but there's some deeper meanings in, in it. Okay. And it's, and it's not, a movie, not a series. It's a movie. Yeah, okay. it's a movie. Yep, one-time movie. And so the other thing I've watched, and I recommend this for everybody, is Disney Plus has the 30th anniversary of uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh. And it's a, it's a part um, live. It's a stage play. So it's on stage, but it also is intermersed with the um, with the actual cartoon, the original cartoon, and it is really good. Like it's wow, really good. Okay. Yeah. So they have real actors playing the roles. Like um, the little candle guy is Martin Short, 
and then the clock is Dave Allen Greer, and then the singer, her, is Belle, and then Josh Groban, Groban is the Beast, and it's just, it's, you know, it's Disney, it's, it's just so well done. Damn, um, okay, so it's a, it's, that's a movie too, or that's a series? It's a movie, and it's probably about, because the movie itself is only like an hour and 20 minutes, but because they, they show you some behind the scenes, uh, Rita Moreno is the host, it's show you behind the scenes, and so they show you some, like, you're watching the movie, um, Beauty and the Beast, but you may watch, like, a minute or two of the movie, and all the musical numbers that are in the movie are done live action. Oh. On stage. So, so it just, it seamlessly goes from you watching the cartoon to now, you know, they do the Be My Guest, and it's live. It's all, and it's just, it's, re- it's remarkable. It's like you're all, all of a sudden, you're watching a movie, then all of a sudden you're watching a, um, a Broadway play. It's so it's, inter, it's intermingled. It is, but the way they do it, it's hard to explain, but it is really, really good. Okay. Yep, and the singing is, is spot on. And um, I'm trying to think, oh, Mrs. Potts is Shania Twain. So they have all these famous people in all these little roles. But anyway, so Lee and I watched that, and it's, it's, it's delightful. Delightful. Okay, all right. Yeah. I still haven't watched the Nutcracker hip-hop thing yet either. Oh, oh, it has Twitch. Oh, I know. I know. I haven't know. watched. Uh, I I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, maybe I'll watch it on Christmas, you know, because it's, it's lying, you know, it's, that's the theme. So maybe I'll watch it at my family's on, yes. on Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Um, I did finish and binge Wednesday. Ooh, what'd you think? I loved it. I... Seriously, Jenna Ortega is so good. Um, She's just flawlessly, her looks just as Wednesday Adams. You and I were talking about that the original series came out in like 63 or 64 or something. It was only two years. And I remember as a kid seeing it because, you know, I knew the song. I knew Mm -hmm. so you reminded me that at that age, you know, being born when I was born that and watching TV that I was watching just the repeats of those right. two years. It's crazy to think about that. Isn't that crazy? It seemed like, it seemed like, like we were watching it live and it wasn't, it was totally repeat. <laughs> because they had, they had that, didn't they have the daughter that was sort of normal? Yes, they had, it was their niece. It was, um, cause they had Wednesday and Pugsley were there where there's a uh, daughter and son and their daughter and their niece. I can't think of her name, oh my but God. Mar- Marilyn, her name was Mar- Mar- Okay. Yes. Right. Cause she was a knockoff Marilyn Rose. She was blonde. She was at that sixties look, right? Blonde yes. and a bombshell look. And they just thought poor Marilyn. She was hideous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They felt bad for her. <laughs> yes. So I remember we're watching repeats and we think we're watching like the shit, like this is just coming out on TV. <laughs> right. <It> was... <laughs> oh, yes. But it, the show is really good. Like I like Catherine Zeta-Jones in her role and I like the principal, uh, Chris, Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, she's really good. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes I was watching, I was like, it was sort of like very youthful for kids, but then it would get into some serious stuff. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, the, I mean, when she put those piranhas in the pool. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> Don't fuck with Pugsley, man. <laughs> Whoa, she had no chill. Nothing. And then she said it, she was disappointed because there was a, you know, you know, those parents are pressing charges for attempted murder. She's like, it's disappointing because it was an actual murder. <laughs> he was all disappointed. So really good lines in there. And, you know, with her sort of her sense of humor. So that was really good. Um, I just started, I just noticed on Apple TV that Mosquito Coast came back. Um, oh. that was they had one season that's with jennifer aniston's ex-husband which i cannot think of his name right now um they're sort of on the run on the lamb from the government and <sighs> the season prior to start of season two was you didn't realize you didn't really know what happened and so you were intrigued because they were trying to find, you know, trying to escape and, and not be found. And then you're also pissed because you didn't know where it was going. So I'm not sure if I recommend Mosquito Coast at this at this moment, okay. but um, I'm going to watch season two because I already watched season one when it came mm-hmm. out last year. So um, I'm on that. And then I'm watching um, Fire. Firefly Lane or Firefly. Oh, I, I saw it on Netflix. What is that about? Yeah. So it's two friends growing up. It's based on a book and it is with Katherine Heigl. And I don't know what the other girl's name is. I think she was in Roseanne for like the, the revised Roseanne. But okay. um, they're two friends, sort of one's famous. The other one's sort of a little homebody. And they have flashbacks from how they met and and growing up and, you know, how their lives have taken on this different course. What's interesting about that show is that they have to make, they're using the same actresses for um, in their twenties and thirties and then older. So the filtering on the actresses are so like fuzzy because they're trying uh, to make them look younger you know in their 20s <laughs> I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm sort of distracted by that so <laughs> the other thing too now I am not you know what me I'm a Howard Stern fan I know you're not and he had an interview his interviews lately are just fucking amazing I mean he had Conan O'Brien on uh, last week but um in November maybe it was in October he did an interview with Bruce Springsteen now I am not a Bruce Springsteen fan. Like I, I get it. I, I wouldn't pay. There's people that will go to every fucking concert of his Mm -hmm. over and over again. So, Mm -hmm. um, he's 73 or 72, but they filmed it because he does it for Sirius XM and it's a special on HBO max where you can see the interview and how Bruce Springsteen sort of navigates through his writing and his music and his background and his family. It's actually really good. It's a, it's an hour documentary on HBO. Oh, okay. So if you don't have Sirius XM and you're a Bruce Springsteen fan, um, I'd, I'd recommend it. Cause it really gave me a little bit insight, a little more insight on Bruce Springsteen. So oh, I'm not going out, not going yeah, out buying his music, but. Yeah. He's um, I don't know a lot about him either. But I know he had a really great relationship with the guy in his in the East, I think Eastry band, his band yes. was called Clarence. Clarence, yes, yes, they had a great relationship. And when Clarence died, Bruce was broken. He gave some great speeches and music about it. I, I, that I remember that. And he's been married to Patty, his wife. I mean, I think 
I can't even 30 years, maybe 40 years. I don't know what that looks like, but wow. he's super humble. His voice sounds better than ever. So he does, he picks up the guitar, he sings a little bit. So if you're in a, if you're a fan of that, then I would, I would highly recommend that. And then of course I'm watching Yellowstone and let me tell you, I, so Yellowstone is super, is really, really good. The problem is I have a Roku that our friend Margaret, her husband set me up with, and it's got all the streaming services on it. And for the first few episodes of Paramount, the Paramount Network, not Paramount Plus, but Paramount Network, right. I was just watching. I would just log in. It would pop up and no big deal. I'd watch Yellowstone. Well, I go to watch it to catch up and lo and behold, there's a little lock emblem on it. And now it's asking me to connect it to one of my other streaming services. So I try my Hulu, I try my, I try my oh Xfinity my and all of it's like, sorry, those do not support this. I'm not buying a fucking other streaming service. So you know I will have to wait until it comes out on Peacock. You know what? That I hate that. That happened with me with, with uh, it was Peacock. I, I was watching something on Peacock like, I don't know, it's like, like Dayline or Snapped. I just like sort of binging some of those episodes late at night when I was writing. And then one day it just said, they're all gone. You got to pay. And I was like, what? So then I was like, well, I don't want to pay for stupid Dayline. I was just like some good background noise. So now after a while, I'll catch Dayline somewhere else because it's all over the place, right? So there's some on USA, then a regular one. And I went back to... Uh, I had even watched a couple of movies on Peacock, but now everything is locked down. And, and it's it's like pay $4.95. And I'm like, nope, buy Peacock. I, I got no interest in you. Peace nope. out, I'm excited though, because if I'm if if my feed on my social media is correct, fucking Jack Ryan is season three, is supposed to be out on Amazon Prime. You know um, what? I just heard that. So I you know what I I love season one. I didn't watch season two. Oh, fuck. Wait, I didn't so finish good. season two. So I want to finish season two because I do want to see season three. It's, I, I mean, I love me some Jack Ryan. I love the concept of it. Jack Ryan is so good, which gets me excited because, you know, we're coming into the new year. So a lot of these shows like Mayor of Kingstown that was on yeah. last year, they should be coming back out at the beginning of the year. You've got um well you ha you haven't even finished ozark right did you finish ozark i did not okay. <laughs> you know yeah. what okay you know the season that ended with the tall they were they went to the i think it was season i don't know the number but the, the last show the last few minutes they go to um the the gangster drug dealer's house and the tall lawyer lady is there and he's just like blaster yep that's season three Oh my God. And they were like, well, let's go do business. I, like, I haven't been back. But I'm still shit from that. <laughs> You're still shitting your pants from that because it happened so quickly. That episode, and that was the season finale. So season four is so good. So you've got to get on that. You've got to get on that. Okay. Um, you know what? Then I'm going to do it um, after, I'm going to do it after Christmas. I'm going to have some time. I'm going to, I'm going to binge that. And, you know, I want to tell another series that you wouldn't watch this, okay. but it's a, it's a fantasy series. It's called, it's on HBO Max called His Dark Materials. And it's a series based on a series of books by Philip Pullman is his name. And it's a, it's about an alternative world, earth world that, um, 
is all these magical creatures and all this kind of stuff. And they rebel, some people rebel against what is called the magisterium. And they're sort of in that world, sort of what we would call a church. I'm not gonna say any particular denomination, but a large church. And they discover that what this church has been telling them about angels and God and everything is untrue. And they learn how to get to other, uh, like the multiverse cross into other earths and they find all these different earths and they're all very similar. And these people are trying to come together to fight against various versions of this magisterium, these powers, um, these religious powers that's in charge of everything. And it is, it's in season three, it is fantastic. Wow. And I, I'm not certain, even I, I read the books and I'm not certain it's for like, like your nephew's ages because it's, it's subversive. And I'm not saying it's anti-religious, but it's anti-religious, right? Wow. <laughs> and it's really good. So really great actors in it. Even Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it. And you know, these talking animals and all this stuff, a lot of stuff about the soul and spirits and angels and God and all this kind of stuff. But it's made into a fantasy series. So like you're watching Lord of the Rings or something like that. Oh. But it is, it is, it's fantastic. And it's, I don't know if there'll be a season after this, because if I remember the books, um, it seems like this might be the last season, but if anybody out there likes uh, fan subversive fantasy, that's with great actors and great special effects and great characters, I, I, I highly recommend that. Who's the actors in it? Do we know anybody? Well, you're following the story of this girl named Lyra, and she is, in the books, she ages from like age nine to 15 or 16. And um, her and a boy. Um, and I, I, can't, I, don't, I can't think of their name, their actor names. When I see them, I go, oh, yeah, that's the ones in the show. But I, I, don't, I don't know their names. Um, the grown-ups What's are the name all, of it again? Is, um, it's a weird title. His, H-I-S, Dark Materials. His Dark Materials. Got it. And, um, yeah, so, they, so that's what it's just. They discovered that this girl can read this instrument that essentially can predict the future. And they don't know why she can read this. But immediately, this 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 church magisterium decides that she's evil must be killed <laughs> because that's what they do. Right. You... <laughs> and then, and then, and then they're like, wait a minute, she might be part of some prophecy. And then it just, it just goes from there. And it just like, and it, it's, it's hard to explain because it's fantasy. So it there's talking animals and all this kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And there's not really magic, but there's a type of magic that's, it's just really, it's just really interesting. So okay. the people that like that kind of stuff, it's well done and you'll, you'll like it. Okay. Okay. Wow. I mean, so we are coming up to the holiday season. We're just, we should probably wrap this up. I think we don't, yeah. um, we are coming up to Christmas and then next week we have uh, new year's. I can't believe how fast the year I read some article just when you're a kid, weeks seemed like they take forever, but as an adult, they just sort of speed up because <laughs> <laughs> death gets closer. Right? I don't know, <laughs> but my God, I can't believe we're coming into, you know, I was thinking about how 
we were in a pandemic in 2020 and that'll be three years, almost three years ago as we, you know, as when we first got into like lockdown, March, 2020 is when we went into lockdown and come March, 2023, it'll be three years since that. It feels like it was yesterday. Isn't that crazy? Unbelievable. So, I mean, I personally this has been having this outlet with you and I catching up, you know, just two friends having a chat, making fun of each other, talking about what we do and, and you filling my brain with a little of, of education when it comes to politics and, and just what's happening in the news. I'm so thankful of, and uh, really appreciate to be able to do that. And we started setting that up this year. And I think we're coming up, this is our 39th episode or. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I don't even know which one it is. So I hope that anybody that's been with us from day ones or has gone back and, and just found out about us and, and started to listen to us that uh, I am thankful for it. It's been really fun to be able to do and, and set up the time to, to talk and hang out with my, my gal pal, Myron. And then, um, you know, I want to wish everybody a really happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, all of that, all those holidays wrapped up in one and, and, and look forward to as we continue to discuss a plethora of things and continue to go shallow into the new year. Yes. And so next week will be our final show of the year because we'll be doing some new year stuff. So we'll probably do some more lists and our best and worst and stuff like that. Oh yeah. We're going to be doing, I think, I think we go into the new year kind of purging all the things we hate because I got to make room for yeah. all the new things that I'm going to hate in 2023. Yes. That's a great idea. So next week is we'll call it the purge. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's man. perfect. I so where it. can people, where can people find you online? You can find me at Jen Van Lannen veg on Instagram. You can find me redhead vegan on Redheaded, redheaded vegan on Twitter and big button a smile on TikTok. Where can so, they find you and all your amazing uh, books, blogs, magazine, online magazine? Where can we find you? Right. So find me on Twitter where we are uh, enjoying watching the fall of Elon Musk. Oh, <laughs> that guy is a train wreck. Um, Myron J. Clifton, same on uh, Facebook. And then Instagram, TikTok, and also Facebook, DearDean.com. My books on my uh, my book is on all those sites, plus my Amazon page. Um, I have eight, eight or nine books out. My two newest ones, Ride Over Share, about all the little stories I collected when I did Ride Share for a little while. I think you'll enjoy those. And then Coffee Grounded, I look at um, coffee beverages and tea beverages and the people who drink them and where the, where the ingredients are from. So it's really interesting book i think you'll like so check all those out get them for yourself for christmas and get them as gifts and we will see you in a weekend like jen said happy holidays merry christmas happy kwanzaa uh happy hanukkah happy festivus and happy nothing <laughs> <laughs> happy bahamba grinch holiday um remember to rate later, us jen. give us uh rate us Reach out to us. You got feedback. Only if it's positive. Otherwise, fuck up. All Blah. right. <laughs>